Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays, too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, to be honest, it kind of feels like back to the future, being at the fairgrounds again after a couple of years away. Uh, we are at the WCCO Radio booth on Carnes Avenue, just down the hill from Ye Old Mill, right next to Sweet Martha's Cookie Jar. We invite you to stop by and say hi. A lot of the show is here, broadcasting live. Uh, of course, uh, Adam Carter is out here with Jordana Green, Monday through Friday, between 9 and noon, Chad Hartman after that, Jason Durage, and Monday through Thursday, I heard that uh, he was roaming the fairgrounds earlier today, sampling some more food items Check it out on Twitter. Uh, he he uh, he uh, he enjoys his food. Uh, by the way, a state amateur baseball tournament underway. Three sites: Faribault, Meesville, and Dundas. Weekend number two of the state amateur baseball tournament, and we have a final from uh, Meesville today. Rochester beat the Coon Rapids Redbirds six to two to advance to uh, tomorrow's action. And a couple of games still to come. Champlain Park, Low Gators against Moorhead. And then a little bit later on, Blaine against Dundas in the B. The C continues as well. Once again, Faribault, Meesville, and Dundas, the sites of the State Amateur Baseball Tournament uh, this week. And we'll, we'll try and squeeze in some more scores in our Twins Magazine show after 4.30 today. Right now we want to go outdoors. Steve Carney's been joining us for years. SteveCarneyOutdoors.com. Steve-O, how you been? Been great, Steve. I'm a little sore today after hanging portable tree stands all morning. I kind of feel my age. Yeah, you you are you are no longer a youngster. But uh, what what was it like out there in the woods? What did you see? Well, it was great. It was really fun to get back into the woods. Um, boy, I'm finding some great deer numbers up in Lakes Country. Uh, they've been hitting the cornfields and the soybean fields. It's pretty amazing. You know, these deer nip off the tops of these soybeans, and I hit a couple of fields today, and they've nipped off almost every plant in probably 40, 50 acres, and so they've been really putting the feed bag on and seeing a lot of deer on the cameras. So, yeah, it looks uh, excellent. A little rain would help, I think, but so far it looks uh, looks great. All right, uh, one of the things we wanted to get into today is heading into fall. I know there's a lot of people chomping at the bit for that fall bite. Still a ways away. Uh, what's your approach? What do you recommend here as we close out August and get into September? Well, Steve, as we've talked about the last few weeks, fishing has been just brutal. It's you know The water temperature is actually rising instead of falling, and I've really struggled in the last couple of weeks. And that's why getting out into the deer situation and, you know, out in the field, I feel a lot better about myself because it's been a tough road. I, I think it's going to start probably, I'm thinking, about three weeks. We need some 60-degree days and some 40 degrees at night, 
and that'll get things going again. But as long as that water temperature now is 74, 76, and some lakes are still 78, it's going to be a while, and we'll just have to see, you know, how things, you know, happen. You just don't know. You just let Mother Nature kind of dictate. Steve Carney joining us, stevecarneyoutdoors.com. Uh, dove opener coming up. Oh, I'm so excited, Steve. I'm already losing sleep. I'm waking up in the middle of the night just thinking about it. And um, that's, that opens actually this coming Thursday, which is September 1st, which is usually typical. And um, I'm going to be down in Benson, Minnesota. I got a couple connections down there and finally found some areas with some wheat and some oats down there. So it looks like a guy's got to go kind of southwest to find these grain fields because up in Lakes Country, it's all corn and beans, and you've really got to find those grains, any type of milo, anything like that. So I'm going to be in that uh, southwestern part of Minnesota on Thursday for a couple of days, really looking forward to getting the scatter gun out and kind of changing things and um, really looking forward to it. And the dub numbers should be, should be fine from what I can tell. Um, you know, the population in the United States is, is over 200 million doves, so the birds are there. It's just you've got to have some, you know, decent temperatures to keep them around for a while. And we get a couple nights, you know, low 30s, they're gone. So you have about a little window of about three weeks, maybe four weeks, depending on the weather. And isn't it funny, Steve, how weather is so uh, critical with fishing and hunting? I mean, it really dictates everything we do. Yeah, no doubt, and it's one of those things that have changed, and I think weather patterns and climate have certainly changed duck hunting in these parts, Steve. Yeah, ducks, it's kind of hard to know what's going on with the ducks. I've been doing some scouting, you know, the early teal season starts next week as well, which is, again, a dumb idea. We've talked about that, and I'm not really seeing a lot of birds. The birds I'm seeing are really small with no color, and there was a really late hatch in, in a lot of Minnesota, so I think it's going to be kind of tough to identify um, exactly what that bird is when it comes in. I mean, wood ducks are still don't have their color yet. Gadwalls are still brown. I mean, a lot of ducks look like teal right now. So, um, it, again, I, I think it's a really not a very good idea, but the DNR thinks it is, so I guess we have to go with the flow and, um, that starts uh, September 3rd, and then the early goose season is a couple days later, September 5th. Not seeing a lot of geese really right now, but, you know, all that can change. Again, it's all, you know, weather dependent. All right, Steve, where are you going to be in the coming week? I'm going to rest a little bit, Steve. I'm uh, really sore from hanging stands today. I feel my age, and I'm still haven't <laughs> recovered from two weeks of game fair. So I'm going to lay low for a couple of days and then head down to Benson uh, on Wednesday and get ready for the uh, dub opener on Thursday. So really looking forward to it. All right, Steve, always good to visit with you. We'll do it again in a week. Sounds good. Have a great fair, Steve. All right, there he is, Steve Carney. Steve Carney Outdoors joining us uh, on the weekends here for years. A news talk, E3OWCCO, and he joined us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Still a lot more to come from the fair today before we turn it over to the Twins and the Giants. Tommy Haynes, director of the film Hockey Land, set on the Iron Range, coming to a theater near you. Tommy's going to join us on the phone momentarily. Our Twins magazine show will have come uh, some highlights from their win over the Giants on Friday night. And we'll talk 2023 schedule, brand new look 
in the major leagues, the Twins will play every team in the American League and the National League in 2023. Uh, we'll get into all of that. Uh, State Amateur Baseball Tournament scoreboard update. Doe Young Park, who covers the Twins for MLB.com, will join us ahead of our pregame show at 5.30 with Chris Atterbury here on the home of the Twins. News Talk, E3LWCCO. There were raindrops earlier on the fairgrounds, but not much. Not a big deal. Cloudy, a little breezy today. There is a chance of showers and thunderstorms. I will give you a sneak peek at the radar, but the heaviest stuff north of the cities, uh, east of St. Cloud, up toward Brainerd, actually now northeast of St. Cloud, up toward Brainerd. There's a lot of stuff over east of the St. Croix. But here in the greater Twin Cities area, the only thing I see is an isolated patch of uh, showers and thunderstorms south metro, kind of along the fi- uh, 494 corridor uh, from Eden Prairie over toward Bloomington. But uh, nowhere near the fairgrounds right now. So we'll keep our fingers crossed that uh, the raindrops stay away. And uh, right now we're going to talk hockey in August at the State Fair in a brand new film, Hockey Land, coming to a theater near you. The director of that film, Tommy Haynes, joining us. Tommy, congrats. Hey, thanks a lot, Steve. Thanks for having me on. And I, I'm, I'm hoping for some snow, but you're right. It's a little early for snow in August, so uh, yeah. I guess we'll have some maybe rain. Yeah, we, we, we don't want that yet. We, we know it's inevitable. But, <laughs> but uh, Tommy, let's talk about this project, the idea you direct this film. How did it come together? I know it's very near and dear to you. Yeah, well, I, I grew up in, in the 80s in the Iron Range, a little town called Mountain Iron, and yep. so that was kind of the life I knew. And then, uh, you know, I uh, moved to the Twin Cities as a teenager, but it kind of fell away from hockey. But as I started making films, uh, first film was uh, called Pond Hockey, and met guys through that that really just talked so passionately about, you know, high school hockey in Minnesota and how important it was to them. So really for the past, you know, 10 years, we've been looking for this new story where we could follow you know, two teams and specifically some players um, and what their story would look like uh, playing high school hockey in Minnesota, which is such a unique thing that, you know, Minnesotans are fully aware of. But uh, we were just really lucky to be able to, you know, visit with those families and experience what it was like for them for a full, full season. Tommy Haynes joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline, director of the film Hockey Land. Uh, tell us about the subjects of the film, the towns, the kids. Yeah, uh, we followed two schools, Eveleth Gilbert, which uh, many high school hockey fans know is a, such a storied program, um, right up in the Iron Range and has the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame there. And we heard news that that, that program was going to go away, uh, consolidate with neighboring school Virginia. So we want to make sure we captured, you know, one of the last seasons for them. Um, and then we also followed uh, this up-and-coming dynasty, uh, Hermantown, just on the outskirts of, uh, of Duluth there. So followed both their seasons, followed two guys from each from each schools, and uh experience what it was like for them, kind of an elite program and kind of a program that was, uh, you know, hadn't won, had won a uh, playoff game in 18 years. So quite the stark differences, but also we found a lot of commonality between the two schools. Yeah, and, you know, Tommy, when you're doing a film like this, there's a lot of time, there's a lot of footage, so to speak. There's a lot to weigh through to create a film and boil that down. That's got to be the great challenge. You, you go out and get a lot of great stuff, but you can't use all of it. Oh, yeah, that was one of the biggest challenges. We had hundreds of hours. We started with uh, 10 to 12 boys and went, you know, deer hunting with some, snowmobiling with others, and just, we tried to narrow it down to four, but there's a lot of footage that just didn't make the film because um, those storylines just didn't, didn't quite work with what we were trying to tell. But, yeah, that, that's always a, a big challenge for us to kind of narrow this thing down to, you know, an hour and a half. 
Um, but yeah, a, amazing results. You know, we followed Blake Biondi, who won Mr. Hockey that year. And now he's with the Bulldogs and uh, a bunch of other great players. Um, so I'm really excited for Minnesotans to be able to see this thing. Yeah, and uh, great, great idea. And people are going to be able to see this. I, I was just blown away by uh, how many theaters are going to have this film, and uh, people will be able to screen it pretty easily around the Twin Cities and beyond. It's, it's for me as a, as a documentary filmmaker. It's, uh, it's this is a lot of excitement for us, just because you know if you're not a Marvel film, it's it's really hard to get right. to this many theaters. But yeah, right. you know we're what 55, uh, almost 60 in Minnesota alone, and then 125 and growing nationally. So we're 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 so excited to get this thing out there. And I think the more Minnesotans show up, the bigger it's going to be nationally too. So we're just excited for the whole thing. Yeah, and it, it, it's it's one of those where whether you're in the cities, but Cloquet, Cold Spring, Delano, Detroit Lakes, Duluth. The list goes mm-hmm. on and on and on, and there's got to be an entire team working to promote this film, and I, it, that that's got to be incredibly exciting for you guys. Oh yeah, it's so exciting, and and it's been just great to hear like teams from all over, Rose to Red Wing, uh, you know, want to come out and bring their teams out, and I think I think that's a point too we wanted to make is that this story is pretty emblematic of almost any school. We could we could have done this about Greenway or Rose or Red Wing, and. Mankato. So it, it, it really is, a, I mean, a lot of people know the story of high school hockey in Minnesota. We want to have that kind of really come out, that experience of, you know, the passion that goes in and how the towns kind of gather around all these teams to support them. The locals come out and flood the rinks and, you know, volunteer at the concession stands. It's, it's such a community event, um, and we want to make sure we celebrated that. Tommy Haynes joining us, director of the film Hockeyland, and you can go to HockeylandMovie.com. Uh, find out about times. It opens on uh, September 9th. Uh, a little nerves whenever a film premieres and, and w- what people are yeah. going to react. <laughs> I mean, I, I, there's got to yeah. be butterflies. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, because, you know, people know the subject so well in Minnesota, and so they're going to come in with expectations, and, uh, you know, they're going to have their favorite teams as well. Hopefully by, by the end of the film, though, um, it really becomes a, a story about these boys and their experience, and, and people are sympathetic to, the, to their story um, and, and what happened through their lives this senior year. We have amazing stories for all four of these boys. Um, but, yeah, for me as a filmmaker to come in and, and show this in this many theaters, uh, I, you know, I went to high school in Rosemont and, you know, grew up in the Iron Range, like I said. So to visiting all these towns that I used to, used to be in uh, is going to be very nerve-wracking, and then just having the whole hockey community kind of uh, critique it and embrace it and everything else will be, uh, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun, but also nerve-wracking for sure. Yeah, and Tommy, on the business side, I, I suppose, you know, getting in wider release, getting it recognized, et cetera, is all part of it. You want people to see your work. Yeah, exactly. I'm, but, but on the flip side, the bigger it gets, the, the, the harsher the criticism will probably be from a national <laughs> perspective. So, you know, I'm getting ready for that, but that's all part of the deal, and, and we're just excited where this thing's headed right now, and uh, really can't wait for just that first week. We're just in Minnesota the first week. That was kind of the planned deal, yep. and then spread out to the nation from, from beyond uh, that first week. So really giving Minnesota the first chance to, to see this film and kind of comment about it. Yeah, and what, what was the biggest challenge in putting this together? I know we, we talked about all that footage and trying to narrow down the storylines, et cetera. But uh, I, I would assume there's there's some actual live action scenes, et cetera, some hockey game footage, if you will, in the film to show the boys in action. Is it a challenge to, to capture that, narrow that down? 
Well, it's it's hard to it's hard to film a hockey game when you know you have to cut the the, the game down to two minutes. That's that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. But but I'd say, I'd say beyond that though, just meeting these families and having the the, the parents allow us into the these their their kids' lives in just a few weeks. The matter you know to build up that trust with those families so quickly that was probably the biggest challenge for us. But uh, I mean, it's amazing the way we were welcomed by by both communities uh, in, into their lives and kind of uh, into their hockey seasons, and it can't be thankful enough to those those families. Now, and and you 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 brought up something that really stood out to me because Minnesotans know hockey so well, um, and the authenticity of of that, and then and then beyond that, taking hockey ideally beyond that uh, around the country and kind of understanding the culture. It's like basketball in Indiana or football in Texas, yeah. you know, that, that yeah. I mean, there, there is a culture to it that, that needs to be captured and, and talked about as well. That, no, that's exactly right. And I, I think it's some, something uh, that's going away, especially in the hockey communities on, on a national level, that this kind of community based hockey, where these towns really just gather around, their, their kids and help support them. Yeah. Um, so hopefully this film kind of shows that nationally. And um, yeah, I mean, and, and like you said, yeah, Hoosiers, Friday Night Lights, uh, hopefully this film even becomes something close to that, where it, it is a symbol of Minnesota and, and Minnesota hockey and kind of the culture we have here and, and can ex- expand beyond the borders and hopefully everyone can enjoy that. Well, Tommy, I really look forward to it. Congrats. And uh, I, I know uh, it, it, it was a labor of love. And once again, coming to a theater near you, HockeylandMovie.com is the website. Check it out. Once again, theaters all around the metro area, all around the state. Uh, there's no reason to not get out and see it. Once again, it premieres and opens on September 9th. Thanks again, Tommy. Hey, Steve, thanks for having me on. And say hi to Vanita for me. Uh, I used to work with her about 20 years ago, so uh, good to be on CCO again. And, uh, yeah, th- thanks for having me on, Steve. All right, outstanding. Tommy Haynes, director of the film Hockey Land. Quick break. Uh, we have an update on the weather. Uh, a light shower is moved on to the fairgrounds. And once again, that radar picture just showing uh, a, a rogue shower cruising over the fairgrounds. Uh, the real heavy rain uh, setting up South Metro, south of downtown Minneapolis. Uh, south Minneapolis really seeing the rain right now, and that continues to track to the east. So uh, if you're in Ridgefield, South Minneapolis, etc., that continues to slide to the east over towards St. Paul, and uh, we'll continue to keep an eye on that radar. Now it looks like it's actually gradually drifting a little northeast, so some of that heavier rain may impact uh, the fairgrounds as we move through uh, the afternoon. But once again, south downtown Minneapolis is where the heaviest rain is right now. A little light rain here on the fairgrounds. And news talk, E3OWCCO. All right, showers here on the fairgrounds. And we have some uh, heavy rain south of downtown Minneapolis showing up on radar. And then a large thunderstorm kind of bearing down on the Stillwater area out of Highway 36. So if you're in that uh, neck of the woods, be aware of that. So shower and thunder shower activity uh, continues to move through the Twin Cities area. Once again, a light shower here. And now it looks like the heaviest rain right in the area downtown Minneapolis continuing to track northeast as we move through this Saturday afternoon. Now our forecast says showers, maybe a thunderstorm. Uh, a chance, depending on where you are here in the greater Twin Cities metro area. We could top out at 81. Doesn't look like we'll get there. 
uh, a shower, maybe a thunderstorm tonight, and then tomorrow a slight chance thunderstorms in 84. And then the week ahead looks great. Sunny, highs near 80, uh, lows uh, in the upper 50s for the coming week. Uh, sunny and dry Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, we'll start at 80 on Monday and fall into the upper 70s by the end of the week. Right now, 75 degrees, but you could be seeing a shower or a thunderstorm in your neighborhood around the Twin Cities metro area. Once again, heaviest rain just north of downtown Minneapolis continuing to track to the northeast. So you saw a shower here at the fairgrounds. Could be raining where you are. College football got started today. You're not going to believe it. Nebraska, Northwestern playing Dublin, Ohio. We're going to turn it over to Jonathan Lowe for some scores. Jonathan, what do you got? Oh, the music is just wonderful. That music is just phenomenal. It doesn't matter whether you're at the State Fair, whether you're enjoying something somewhere else this weekend. When you hear that music, when you feel the pigskin fly through the air, you know it's another Saturday in the fall, y'all. College football here, there, and everywhere. Let's start, like Steve said, in the Big Ten. Let's get it rolling. The Fighting Brett Bielema's are starting their season. They're just about at halftime in Champaign, Illinois, is up 17-3 to on Craig Bowl, former North Dakota State coach Craig Bowl, and the Wyoming Cowboys. Earlier today, it was not Dublin, Ohio. It was Dublin, Ireland. Let's go across the pond. Nebraska and Northwestern play a Big Ten conference game in Ireland. It's crazy. And Nebraska was up late in the fourth quarter. Northwestern scores, gets a interception late in the fourth quarter. And the Northwestern gets to 1-0 on the season. Nebraska 0-1, 31-28, the final in Dublin, Ireland. Uh, other Big Ten scores, other Big Ten teams not playing until Thursday night. If you are a Gopher fan, you get to see your team play the New Mexico State uh, Aggies coming up on Thursday night. That kickoff is set for 7 p.m., and then the uh, Wisconsin Badgers will take on Illinois State coming up next Saturday. A few other scores around college basketball or college football today. UNLV currently up on Idaho State early in the third quarter, 45-7. to seven. It's Connecticut and Utah State out in Utah approaching halftime tied at 14. Western Kentucky, a winner earlier today against Austin P, 38-27. to 27. Coming up later on this evening, uh, Florida State just getting started with their season. They host Duquesne, just kicked off. Charlotte and uh, Florida Atlantic will get going on later this evening. North Carolina starts their season as they host Florida A&M. North Texas and UTEP in a Lone Star battle later tonight. Nevada will take on that same New Mexico State team that will be in Minneapolis at Huntington Bank Stadium on Thursday. And Vanderbilt goes all the way out to the islands to face Hawaii. That's right, the Vanderbilt Commodores, the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. No FCS teams in play today from the Missouri Valley. They will get started next week. South Dakota State will be at Iowa next Saturday. Northern Iowa will be at Air Force. It will be North Dakota State hosting Drake. North Dakota will be in Lincoln to take on those 0-1 Cornhuskers. South Dakota will take on Kansas State. And St. Thomas gets underway on Thursday this week. They take on Southern Utah out west all right very good jonathan here we are college football is back the bikes out in denver close out the preseason tonight no starters expected to play and now the countdown to the opener with green bay at u.s bank stadium quick break we'll come back twins magazine show 
lot coming up on the program, including a look at the 2023 schedule. The Twins will play every team in the major leagues next year. And Do Young Park uh, will join us in the writer's corner following the news and weather at 5. Pre-game 5.30, first pitch after 6 o'clock tonight. Twins and Giants from Target Field here on News Talk. A3OWCCO. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.